the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It, it really is weird, America, and I don't understand it. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So happy to have you with us today. Wow, do we have a lot going on. We're going to do our best to get to all the major stories that of, that are of interest to me, of course, and you, hopefully, as well. Uh, can, can we just talk for a moment about George Santos for, for just a smidge? I, you know, this guy, uh, if, if we're just being real, the guy kind of creeps me out. And I know that there are a lot of people out there in the Republican world that um, they don't mind the fact that this guy is a serial liar. I don't know if he's lied as much as Joe Biden has. Maybe. I don't know. He's a young guy, so he's, you know, Biden's got some years on him, so maybe that's not the case. But the guy is just, he gives me the creeps, the willies. So anyway, uh, you got Santos out there, and we understand he's going to be yanked from a couple of committees. Kevin McCarthy has had plenty of opportunities to, um, to, to, to make a statement about this guy, but he won't do it. And the reason why is because McCarthy needed this guy's vote. Now, on one side, there are people saying, who cares if the guy's a liar? He's a Republican, and we need his vote. On the other side, they're saying, hey, wait a second, we're Republicans, we're conservatives, we ought to have some basic moral duty to be honest. But then again, a lot of the people that are saying that are known liars too, or maybe unknown liars. I mean, that's the whole point of being in Congress is you lie. I mean, nobody ever tells the truth up there. So the question is really, is George Santos, maybe, and maybe this is the question, it's not so much that is George Santos a liar, but He's just a bad liar. You know, he's not even good at covering up the lies. Some of them just don't make any sense. Uh, what is it? He said he's been a, a, a volleyball star, went to this college and that college. Turned out that never happened. I mean, all of this stuff. And now is alleged that he was running some sort of a Ponzi scheme. So anyway, now multiple sources are confirming to Fox News that that he is going to recuse himself from assignments on the Small Business and Science Committees. I suspect that he was ordered by McCarthy to do that. But there are also investigations underway, and people are really upset. They want this guy booted from Congress. They feel like they were snookered. But it seems to me the only people who should feel that way are the good people of his congressional district. And was it not their responsibility to figure out who this guy really was? 
seems to me the local Republican Party has that responsibility. And that does seem to be an underlying issue among other local Republican parties, where they hire people, they get behind candidates who really are not either conservative or barely Republican. Anyway, somebody sent me this video. The guy's also a karaoke star. Did you know that? Uh, He's got these secret accounts, got a different name. And so anyway, somebody found a – this is an account that you can use if you're doing karaoke. Have you ever been to the karaoke bar? I've never been to a karaoke bar. I'm not too keen on singing in public with other people. It's just kind of weird. But anyway, this guy was frequent was frequenting the karaoke bars, and uh, we've actually got some audio. Uh, cut number one, please. Apparently, George Santos had an account on Smule, which is a singing app, karaoke app, which I myself have been on for almost 10 years. And I looked him up. His account is still active. And it's, you know, the last thing he did was eight years ago. But I was like, did I ever sing with this dude? I did not. But I looked at his account. Let's let's explore. A little pitchy there, dog. Um, by the way, is that cultural appropriation? The Kahuna Mahata, uh, Ahuna Makata. I, I can't say it. Kahuna Matata. <laughs> tomato, tomato. I don't know. You know, there have been some also debate over whether or not George Santos was actually gay because he was married to a woman, and now he may or may not be married to a guy. He says he's married to a guy, but uh, there's actually no official record. But based on that playlist, oh, he's gay. Uh, No doubt about it. He is. (laughs) Yes, indeedy. All right. Uh, Wow. 844-747-8868. It's a big tent party. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they got a karaoke singer in the Republican ranks now. Uh, by the way, so we're going to be focusing a lot today on the Republicans and what happened last week at the Waldorf Astoria there in Southern California. It was so expensive, that hotel, that base, that rank and file, the base of the party, could not, be, could not even afford a room at the RNC meeting where Ronna McDaniel won re-election. And a lot of people are upset at Donald Trump over this, including Charlie Kirk. Take a listen. Cut two. When I was walking the halls and I was shaking hands, one after the other, I said, well, Charlie, I'm a little bit confused. Mar-a-Lago is here. Some of the top Trump lieutenants are here advocating for Rana. And it became abundantly clear that Rana was the choice of Mar-a-Lago that the current RNC regime that loses and wastes your money and sends you emails and hates you 
might have got across the finish line because Mar-a-Lago advocated for it. Now, I'm a huge Trump backer, and I remain that. I think it was a mistake to do that. I would have liked to seen Donald Trump do the exact opposite and send his lieutenants for change at the RNC. Not to continue with this Ronna Romney pattern of losing. And so that was really demoralizing. I'm not going to lie. Here I am trying to be your voice for the populist, nationalist, conservative movement. 98% of us want to see some sort of change. I get emails from you guys saying, Charlie, I give $100 a month that I don't have. Thank you for going to Dana Point to try to figure out what the heck is going on. And here I am learning that the guy that I'm backing in 2024, enthusiastically, by the way, because I believe that he's going to upset the establishment and that he's a true conservative, that his lieutenants at the very least, and I don't know how involved he was, but you can connect some dots, is the one working the halls. I think it's a big mistake. I do. So Charlie Kirk is out there, and he's he was openly campaigning against Ronna McDaniel, as we were on this radio program. But Charlie Kirk was advocating for a personal takeover of the RNC, and and that was a big source of contention among even some conservatives and some in the Trump circle. Now, Harmie Dillon had a lot of backers. We were one of them. I came out and said, she's, she's the one, and I do think we need a change. But for whatever reason, the, the RNC committee members decided that they wanted the status quo. But it's interesting, Politico did an interview with Oscar Brock, who is a national committeeman from Tennessee, and uh, he was he was part of the team. Uh, he was really um, on the fence when it came to Dylan. I want to read this from Politico. On multiple occasions, on the fence members told Harmie Dillon and her allies they would be open to supporting her if Kirk were not one of her surrogates. That's according to Oscar Brock, the national committeeman from Tennessee, who was part of her team. Dillon had assured concerned members that Kirk, a firebrand conservative figure, would not be a part of the RNC staff should she win. But there was never a conversation among her whip team about asking Kirk to dial down his support. Quote, there probably should have been, but there wasn't. In an interview Friday, Kirk called McDaniel's victory, quote, a direct insult to the grassroots people that they send 10 emails a day to begging for money. Quote, I think the RNC is going to have a lot of trouble raising small dollar donations, a lot of trouble rebuilding trust. Going into 2024, the apparatus that should be a machine and clicking on all cylinders and firing on all cylinders is going to be in a trust deficit. Kirk wasn't the only Dylan ally who aggress- whose aggressive advocacy ended up turning off members of the committee. Caroline Wren, who most recently ran Carrie Lake's gubernatorial campaign, got into a heated exchange with Georgia State Representative Vernon Jones. According to three people familiar with the confrontation, Wren, who has been Dylan's top advisor in her campaign, told Jones, everyone knows you're a blank, you're, you're here, blanking, whipping votes for Rana. She proceeded to call him a blanking sellout. The grassroots will never support you again. So what happened here is, and again, if you're going to play politics, you got to be smart about it. You can't go in there. And this is what happened to Carrie Lake in Arizona. 
aside from the shenanigans at the ballot box, the bigger problem for Carrie Lake was she went out and told moderate Republicans, John McCain Republicans, I don't want your votes. Get out of here. And you know what? Okay, that that's you know what? That is your that is your option to do that. But you know what? You kind of need their votes if you're going to be governor. And it seems to me if you're Harmeet Dillon and you're coming in here and you are you're you're waging this grassroots support, your advocates can't be out there cursing out people like Vernon Jones who's a, a good and decent guy. And a lot of other people too. And I've heard it. I have heard this the, the the Turning Point USA crowd really goes after people. And that may be and that may work for them in the long run. But this did not work out well for Harmeet Dillon and and her team at the RNC. And it looks as though based on the reporting that's out there and I'm uh, impressed that the Tennessee committeeman actually went on the record a lot of people are so terrified of these folks that they don't want to be named publicly because they'll get crucified. And that's the problem. I think in between all of this is the rest of us. And we just want somebody elected that's going to live up to their campaign promises. We want somebody who's going to be a fiscal conservative. We want somebody who's going to be a strong defender of traditional American values. That's all we want. But, but you've got all these people, and even the good people, when they, when they get that taste of power, that elixir, it, it taints them. So it looks like there was a great big mess, and it could have been prevented. And you wonder, how many votes did Harmeet Dillon lose because her supporters were going around calling, calling critics or calling people who are on the fence blanks? We can't say the word on the radio. It's against the rules. 844-747-8868. I'm curious, are you still going to support the Republican Party now that Ronna McDaniel has been reelected? A lot of people are saying they're pulling their money. They're not going to support the Republicans anymore. Are you disappointed in President Trump for backing McDaniel? 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Oh, 
Okay, over the weekend, we were up on Getter watching the uh, with, for, with uh, everything with President Trump, and we also had the great Carrie Lake, Ben Burkwam, all of it. Also, I want to make sure the audience, don't, we, we, I, have, I expressed them a little bit on John Fredericks today. There's a lot to talk about about the RNC. So just take, I understand you guys are still worked up. Whatever you do, don't send them any money. Just take a deep breath. There's going to be a program and a plan for all of it. Just just take a deep breath. But what happened in Maine and what happened in Arizona are quite important to taking back these state parties, the precinct strategy, all of it. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, you had Steve Bannon on his podcast calling for a donor boycott of the RNC. Do you think that is the, the right thing to do here? to go ahead and withhold your money because they reelected Ronna McDaniel. But the bigger issue is not Ronna McDaniel. It's the Republican establishment and the people that Ronna McDaniel represents who are going to target Donald Trump. And I know President Trump filed that multi-bazillion dollar lawsuit against um, uh, against the, um, wow, my brain just stopped, Washington Post guy, Bob Woodward. I know he filed that lawsuit. My question is, why does President Trump always let these reporters into the White House? Why does he always let the New York Times and all of these leftist hacks sit down and get open access to his administration? He knows what they're going to do. He knows he's not going to get a fair shot every single time. And the concern is that the president is maybe going to be putting some of these people, some of these establishment Republicans in his on his campaign in his new administration if he's reelected. And it'll be the same thing that happened the last go around. But there are a lot of people right now that are calling for the president to fight back hard against these Republicans. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear a cut number three. We heard from uh, the Atlantic's McKay, McKay Coppins. He wrote that while many Republicans do want to see Trump go away, that they really don't have any plan. I, w- I want to read a bit of what he wrote. Lots of Republicans want Donald Trump to disappear from politics. Their main strategy here is hope. Uh, faced with the prospect of another election cycle dominated by Trump and uncertain that he can actually be beaten in the primaries, many Republicans are quietly rooting for something to happen that will make him go away. And they would strongly prefer not to make it happen themselves. Scott, is hope a strategy? Uh, no. There's only one strategy for getting rid of Trump. It's to beat his ass. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Ron DeSantis is going to have to get in this race and beat him. That's the only way to make this go away. Now, he might have legal troubles and other things are going to happen. and That's it. There's no other strategy except to run and get more votes and win. And there are things that will complicate that. Other people getting into the race for instance. Yeah, but look, let me just tell you. You got Trump and DeSantis who are in a different universe in terms of their level of national support, and everybody else is like fighting for one percent of the rest of the oxygen. If if DeSantis wants to make a go of this, the reservoir of support exists to do it. The message, the generational message, exists to do it. But he's got to do it, and they're gonna have to get out there and meet him on the battlefield. Now I'm in these meetings and these texts. I get these text messages, and you would be shocked at the number of people, the number of conservatives, who are ready for Trump to go away to call it a day and let somebody else run. And I, I, we need to have an open conversation here, folks. And I'd like to hear from you. Do you think that Donald Trump should mount his campaign for re-election, or do you think it's time for him to you know, go back to Mar-a-Lago and enjoy, and enjoy retirement? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844 844- 
747-8868. Also, we're very excited about our upcoming trip to Israel. We have a very special deal just for this week. You're going to be able to get an exclusive breakfast with me in Tel Aviv and also an exclusive Todd Stern Show jacket. But you got to sign up for the plan this week at toddsterns.com. All the information is there. Join us in November for seven days in Israel. We'll be right back, America. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. So we're having an ice storm here in Memphis, and so I thought, you know, I need to go, I need to head over to Kroger and get some provisions. We don't do well in the ice here. I'm just going to be honest. It's tough. It's tough being a southerner in the uh, when you have the winter storms. So anyway, I'm down at Kroger. I walk into the Kroger store, and it looked like the apocalypse. I'd never seen anything like this. You got the, uh, I, first is the produce section. And uh, there was nothing there. It was as if a horde of people had just had just trolloped through and taken every single bit of produce. I thought, oh, geez, Lou, that must be bad if they're getting the organic stuff. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to get some uh, some delicious prairie uh, prairie farms uh, coke, uh, chocolate, hot chocolate. So I go to the uh, the milk section. There's nothing there. They even the cashew and almond milk was gone. I mean, people are freaking out. It's like the apocalypse. So, anyway, put us on the prayer list. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line? Great to have with us from the beautiful state of North Carolina, Congressman Dan Bishop. Congressman, busy times for you guys up on Capitol Hill. We've got a bunch to do, Todd, and we don't want to waste any time getting it done. You're right. No, let's talk about this because tomorrow, I understand the first judiciary hearing gets underway. What is first on the docket? First is a is an examination of what's what the constant flood at the border, historic proportions we've never seen, continuing now the entire Biden presidency, what impacts that's having on the lives of Americans. So we have, you know, we, we focused a good bit in previous hearings, and, and we'll hear some here about the devastating impacts on the lives of the migrants who are coming illegally. But it also is destroying the lives of American citizens. There's a, a compelling testimony coming from the parents of a 15-year-old who died of fentanyl poisoning. Wasn't a bad kid. He had a, 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 a pill, a non, you know, a 
I forget exactly what type of pill is Xanax or something. It was laced with fentanyl. He's dead. 15 years old, had left a five-year-old daughter uh, or, or five-year-old sister, or a two-year-old baby sister and two grieving parents. Lives like that are being destroyed across the American landscape. Uh, another one is a, a Texas rancher. And for generations on the Rio Grande and, and uh, they came home to find uh, my illegal migrants sleeping in his bed and eating his food. And uh, they, they see that kind of disruption and de- destruction to property all along the border. And that's spreading across the United States. You know, Congressman, another thing, and I've you've been incredibly vocal about this, vowing to go after any bureaucrat that is uh, targeting the constitutional rights of our citizens. Uh, we had been following the story of this pro-life leader, Mark Houck, and I know you tweeted about the incredible news found not guilty of these charges. Uh, this good pro-life Catholic man, uh, the FBI raided his home, uh, had his wife and kids there at the at gunpoint. Uh, this is horrifying. What this government, what this administration has been doing to terrorize pro-life citizens in this country. And unbelievable. That's right. That was a great story. But, you know, the, the, as you say, this kind of jackbooted thug tactic that someone at the FBI approved in his case, uh, over something that was nothing more than a tiff, uh, in fact, uh, you know, gratuitously, uh, uh, sort of instigated by the pro abortion guy at a, at a, you know, saying nasty things to the man's 12 year old son. And so, you know, the FBI comes down on that hard, and yet you see pro-life centers, uh, pregnancy centers attacked and Molotov cocktails and things like that across the nation, hundreds or more episodes, and the FBI had done almost nothing. So this weaponized on a political basis, and to your point there, Todd, so you're talking about the Judiciary Committee hearing. we got to walk and chew gum at the same time. I also sit on the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government, And we're going to get into it. We are staffing that up. Uh, We are pursuing lots of leads. I'd love to hear from anybody in your listenership who believes they have information to share with us that we ought to uh, examine. But, you know, just one example there, uh, the uh, uh, Elvis Chan from the San Francisco uh, uh, FBI, the assistant special agent in charge, interacting with Twitter and saying to Twitter, we'd like you to give us your feed, your data feed, all the stuff that's dumped into Twitter so that we can have a contractor use data analytics to to scrutinize everything that's in there, not just for things that are that are illegal or or, or suggest the uh, threatened violence, but they want to scrutinize and monitor every American social media post. This is the FBI. When did that become part of their their responsibility? We've seen the bureaucracy get progressively out of control. And our job is to lay that bare for the American people and begin the process of reining it in. I, I'm so glad to hear that. And it just angers me when you have good and decent people like Mr. Houck out there and, and what they did to that family. It's just not right. And, and I'm excited for those hearings. And I think you're right. Jack booted thuggery is, is, is what it is. Uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Congressman Dan Bishop from North Carolina. And of course, the other big thing and so many big things for you guys to tackle, Congressman, you got to talk about the debt ceiling. Um, you're right, Todd. That's coming as well. So Speaker McCarthy will meet with Joe Biden Wednesday. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden at this point has been, I don't know how he gets away with it, only in the Amer- the twisted sort of mainstream American media that we have today. But he's been saying over and over again that he will, he will never negotiate over the debt ceiling. 
over the proposal to have, you know what they're proposing, and I won't be too specific, but it's a huge increase in the debt ceiling they want to be passed. And, and he thinks it should just be passed after Democrats have engaged in about $4 trillion of spending on a, on a uniparty basis, just, just by themselves, uh, that, that we just ought to vote for another massive increase in the debt ceiling so that the debt that's now 31 plus uh, trillion uh, goes up even more. And that's just an irres- that is the most irresponsible thing that any politician has ever said that we will not negotiate over how to make spending more responsible in the future. We're not going to abide it. And uh, that's something Kevin McCarthy has been very clear about. We made that a focal point of uh, the the um, negotiation that we had as uh, Kevin was working to become speaker. And we're going to doggone see to it that we get progress on that as well and we come out with something that's helpful, beneficial to the American people and get this government uh, back into some manner, some measure of spending uh, reason reasonableness before uh, before it gets completely out of control and destroys the country. And I appreciate Speaker McCarthy uh, just uh, sending this out on his uh, official Twitter account. Mr. President, I receive your staff's memo. I'm not interested in political games. I'm coming to negotiate for the American people. And I, I think it's good to see the Speaker understanding how significant this is because we gave Republicans the majority to stop this out-of-control spending. Uh, we did the, the American people did do that, Todd, and that, that's exactly what, in my view, I was one of the twenty who who uh, held out for a time to make sure we knew what our path was, that we would not be drifting into this uh, into this Congress in the Republican majority. That rather we would have a, a a clear set of of objectives to pursue, and that's what our conversation has been in this interview so far. We have a lot of things that we must do. And we must have the will to see to it that we accomplish it. It is no longer good enough to make new messaging bills and, and, and perform cosmetically for the American people. We're going to have to deliver, and we are ready to go. Good stuff. And, uh, Congressman, we were standing right alongside you. They called you guys the House 20, but we were 21 out here on the uh, on the radio. Uh, <laughs> I, know, st- <laughs> I know that. Thank God for you, Todd. I appreciate your help. I really do. Well, you're kind to say that, Congressman. And we're just we're just here giving voice to the American people. And, and you guys are and, – and we want to give you guys cover when you come under fire. Uh, Congressman, we appreciate your time this afternoon. No, you're going to have a busy week, but we appreciate the time today. Great to be with you, Todd. Take care. All right, there you go, folks. Congressman Dan Bishop fighting the good fight here. And the Speaker of the House, so far so good, uh, getting ready for this meeting with President Biden over the debt ceiling. Now, I have a question for you as we uh, go to break. I'm ready to get right to your phones. I know we've got Greg and Dallas been waiting for it. Hang tight. We're going to get to your calls. Uh, but here's, here's the question. What do you want the Republicans to do on this debt ceiling? Do you want them to hold the line? Do you want them to negotiate? That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, 
Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back, everybody. I look, they got it. At some point, you just have to draw a line in the sand and say, "Folks, we don't have all this money. We got to balance our budgets." Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's go to the phones. Greg in Dallas wants to talk about Newsmax. Hey, Greg, what you got for us? Hey, uh, Todd. This is uh, Greg Wooding. Um, yeah, I just um, you know got online, saw your your newsletter write up about Chris Ruddy and what's going on at Newsmax, just the the censorship and the violation of, you know, Newsmax's First Amendment rights. And um so I'm working with a group called the Black Conservative Summit. You may have heard of, you know, a few of the guys, Larry Elder, Bodie Bauckham, Ellen West. And um yeah, we just wanted to to say we just support um, you know, Chris Chris Ruddy and, you know, just want, you know, to get folks out to, you know, to stand up, you know, for their First Amendment rights. It's so difficult to get people to do that, Greg. It's You would think that at this point, at this juncture in American history, people would understand you got to speak out, you got to make the calls, you got to send the emails, and if you don't do that, the other side is, is going to win the day. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, what did we learn, um, you know, back in the day when I was working with uh, First Liberty, we discovered that those who stand up, um, you know, oftentimes win because we have a great uh, constitution in our country. We do indeed, Greg. And I want you to share this information about what you guys are uh, are doing there with Vody and Alan West, two friends of this program. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, how um, – we're, we're saying fireworks will go off in Chicago March 23rd through the 25th when the Mount Rushmore Black conservative conservatism convenes uh, <clears throat> for its fifth summit. So, um, you know, just like you, Todd, we're going to be focusing on conservative priorities like responsible government, individual liberty, economic empowerment, and, of course, family values. Greg, so, is, there a, uh, is there a website people can go to to get information? There sure is. Um, you just go to blackconservativesummit.net, and um, you can register. Registration, you know, is open. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're coming to the, the great American city of Chicago, um, you know, just to, um, to, to speak about and to stand up for our conservative principles. You know, as we, um, you know, head into this, you know, what's going to go on next year with our presidential election. Well, I think this is a terrific idea. Again, blackconservativesummit.net, uh, folks. i uh, got to check that out, and registration's already uh, open and underway there. So uh, this is pretty cool. And who are some of the speakers? Again, uh, you know, we have Larry Elder. We have Vody Bauckham, Alan West. Um, we're going to be screening Uncle Tom, too. Um, Alveda King will be there. Bob Woodson. Um and, 
uh, let's see, uh, Chad Jackson, who is, you know, one of the writers and directors of, of Uncle Tom 2, as well as um, the founders of the Black Conservative Summit, uh, which is Dr. Uh, Eric and Jennifer Wallace. So um, it's going to be a great couple of days. Um, so we invite you all out. Uh, Todd, we'd love for, for you to come out um, as well and um, to maybe speak. Or now, Greg, to, you know, but you know I'm a white guy, Greg. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what's so funny is that we've just trying to we've just tried to get the message out that this is not a, definitely not a black thing. This is um, our our mission statement is is how to fix um, you know black America, and we say that tongue in cheek because we we mark out black in that. I love we it. Want, yeah. We want everybody to know that we're one nation under God. You know, indivisible. So, um, and yeah, so I just wanted to come on because we grieve what's going on with, uh, you know, Chris Ruddy and Newsmax and, you know, our friends at, um, you know, One America as as well. So, Well, I'm glad you guys are standing in solidarity. And, um, no, you and I have known each other for a long time. And uh, I am Lily White, though. Uh, but we have one of the largest, and it's interesting, we're based here in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, majority minority city and many of the black conservatives they never really had a platform a voice uh, to get out and so they've been flooding this radio show and i think we really have one of the largest conservative black minority audiences in talk radio right now because we just we, we just tell it like it is amen well just just know todd that i'm always uh, always listening and you know just appreciate you know what you continue to do All right, Greg, appreciate that call, and uh, we'll get you on between now and the summit because we want to be able to promote this. Again, uh, blackconservativesummit.net, and uh, we'll post a link to it on our live show blog. Greg, take care, and uh, thank you for that call, and uh, thanks for standing alongside our friends at Newsmax. So again, folks, uh, that uh, website, blackconservativesummit.net. And that's true about our program. You know, the, the left, they like to call me all sorts of names. Um, and uh, and you know what? That's okay because we know who we are and we don't have any problem speaking out and telling the truth. And the point of this program is to speak a little truth into the culture. And we take pride in, in doing that. By the way, coming up a little bit later, Dick Morris is going to be here in the next hour, as is Congressman Andy Biggs uh, talking about that big first Judiciary Committee meeting tomorrow. We also have Tim Barton, president of Wall Builders. By the way, Black History Month starts tomorrow, and they have some incredible resources to tell you about some black conservatives in American history. It's mind-blowing stuff. It's just unbelievable, uh, the history of black conservatives, black Republicans. And, you know, when you, when, when you see these big productions for Black History Month, you never hear anything about that. Not a single thing. Well, we're going to tell you about some pretty incredible black conservatives and black Republicans and the contributions they've made to make America great. And that's coming up a little bit later with our friend Tim Barton from Wall Builders. Plus, we're going to be taking your calls as well, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, I, I want to reiterate a story and just kind of do a little quick deep dive here uh, before the top of the hour about Mark Houck. And we first told you about him back in 2021. He was standing outside a Planned Parenthood abortion mill, 
and he had his son there, and they were doing praying. They were praying in front of the abortion clinic. And some thug who was a volunteer at Planned Parenthood goes up and starts harassing the 12-year-old. Well, Mark Halk went over and pushed the guy away, as any father would do. Local police got involved. This was happening in the Philadelphia area. Local police got involved, and they refused to press charges. They said there, no, there was no crime here. But the Biden Justice Department stepped in, and they, they said Mr. Houck violated a law that prohibits the blocking of a sidewalk in front of an abortion clinic. So that was the charge. He blocked a sidewalk. They sent FBI agents armed with guns, and they literally stormed the family's farmhouse. The poor, the poor guy, and this guy is a devout Roman Catholic, very involved in the Catholic Church, and terrified the wife and the kids. A jury found him not guilty on all charges. And somebody from the Biden administration, the president of the United States, owes this man an apology. And I hope he sues the living daylights out of the government on this one. All right, folks, uh, the lesson here, Mr. Hawk fought the good fight, and he won the day. The question, are you going to fight the good fight? And if you do, you will win the day. We'll be right back, America. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to Hour 2 of the big show. So happy to have you with us. And thank you for making us your choice, noon to 3 Eastern. I know there's a lot of competition in this space. But we're mighty thankful that you are hanging out with us. All right, our telephone number, 844-747-8868. That is a toll-free telephone number. We've been urging many of you to reach out to DirecTV, reach out to AT&T, and demand that they restore Newsmax to their platform. And many of you have been phoning in announcing that you've been canceling your subscriptions. Uh, We want to hear from you. If you have reached out to DirecTV, we want to know what they said, and we want to find out if you have made the decision to dump Newsmax, or dump DirecTV, rather. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, good friend of this program, great American patriot. He is a host on Newsmax, Dick Morris Democracy, and by the way, an incredible author. This book he's written, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback, an incredible bestseller. Dick, good to have you back with us. Well, it's great to be back here. We're fighting for our lives here as conservatives. Uh, If they could cut off our oxygen supply, they would. You know, you're not kidding about that, Dick. And I I, want to go back to your book because you warned us that these kinds of things were going to happen. Newsmax, the only conservative network that was broadcasting the Trump rallies and speeches, and they're going to try to shut down anybody who wants to give an open platform to conservative thought and ideas. Yeah, and more specifically, anyone who wants to help Donald Trump become president. And uh, their goal here is to absolutely shut him off, shut him up, and stop him from reaching the American people. And it's outrageous. There are 13 million people that could not see these rallies last weekend in New Hampshire and South Carolina that were just incredible. They were wonderful. 
he laid out a very specific program on the border and on taxes and on the debt limit. It was so masterful, but, you know, uh, millions of people saw it, but 13 million couldn't, and that's just outrageous. You know, I I just was reminded again, watching the former president out there on the campaign trail, just the reaction that everyday Americans had to him. And he went into that uh, that um, that fast food joint, Zesto, and yeah, uh, the right. workers praying with the president and just such a gracious man. Uh, this is the this is the Donald Trump that we all know, but the yep. mainstream media hates and so do these establishment Republicans. You know, um, I've, I've often met with him at Mar-a-Lago, and uh, whenever I do, he's always uh, very sweet, very courteous, particularly to the staff. Uh, have you had lunch? Uh, don't you want to go home early today? And, and he's just, just a wonderful guy. Uh, I've known him personally because my father was his lawyer, and, uh, and I've known him my whole life. And he is an incredible person, but... He's on his way to becoming the next president. It's amazing how the Democratic and the Republican Party processes are both frozen as a result of the candidates. Biden in a negative way, Trump in a positive way. The Democrats can't focus on who they ought to run for president because they're waiting to see how far this Hunter Biden and classified document investigations go. And they're waiting to see if they have to you know, rush in an understudy and run somebody else. And the Republicans, nobody's going to get out there and challenge Trump because he's built up a commanding lead, even more so over the last three months. Uh, in late, in, right after the 22 election, he was beating DeSantis in a hypothetical matchup by five points. Now he's beating him by 13. So he's freezing the Republican field, and Biden's incompetence and weakness is freezing the Democratic field. I saw one poll where he was literally beating all of the potential candidates. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty clear who the, who the people. The, by 12 yeah. points. That's right. So listen, uh, you've been very nice in encouraging people to call in. Uh, I feel like I'm on the Jerry Lewis telethon. <laughs> <laughs> Operators are standing by. But um, we, we're getting 10,000 calls a day to direct TV and to ATT canceling their subscriptions, canceling their service, uh, and signing up with other companies. So can I just give the phone numbers out? I'm sure you've done that. But Absolutely. Uh, Go right ahead, Dick. Go that. right ahead. The uh, number for DirecTV is 877-763-9762. That's 877-763-9762. And the phone number for ATT is 888 888-8338. And we'll we'll share those numbers again in just a minute, Dick. And and again, it is, I just think people need to understand what we're dealing with here. You know, I spent 15 years employed at uh, the competitors over at uh, Avenue of the Americas, and I know you spent a lot of time over at that shop. And and what Chris Ruddy is doing at Newsmax is 
is really the early days of Fox and assembling an incredible team that is producing fair and balanced news and incredible commentary. And the American people are hungry for that, and we have seen that because of the massive jump in viewership. And I'm sure you've had the same experience that I have, which is I was at Fox for 18 years, and they often told you what to say. More importantly, they told you what not to say. I remember at one point they took me aside and said, you know, Mr. Murdoch is heavily invested in China, so don't say anything that's critical of China. And uh, in Newsmax, you don't get any of that. You can say anything you think, and it's just terrific. I, I but, love uh, it. You know, there's, another, there's a larger point here. The, government, the liberals have decided that they don't control the Supreme Court. They don't control the House of Representatives. So they cannot use government as the primary institution of censorship. They need to contract it out to the private sector where the Constitution doesn't apply. Direct TV is under no obligation to provide free speech, nor is ATT, unlike the government. So they have these companies that close down people like Fox News, like uh, Newsmax. And unless we take action as individuals, not just to petition Congress, not just to say our prayers and stuff, but to actually pull the plug and say we're no longer going to use ATT for our cell phone service and we no longer use direct TV for our television connections. And if we do that, as I said, we have 10,000 people a day doing that the last week. Let's keep that up. Let's accelerate it, not just for Newsmax, but to stop this regimen of censorship that's gripping our country. Well said. And, Dick, we're going to leave it there. We appreciate your great work. Uh, folks, we've got a link to his book on our website, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. You need to read that because uh, it's not that you're a prophet, Dick, but uh, you get everything pretty much spot on, <laughs> whatever you write. Maybe you are a prophet, a political it's prophet. Kind of, it's kind of back to the future. It the is. The problem is we have a lot of prophets these days, but they spell it with an S, not a P. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well played. All right. Dick, always appreciate you. All right. Take care now. That's Dick Morris, everybody. And I didn't realize he had spent that long. So he was uh, over there a few years longer than I was at the Fox News corner of the world. But what he said is accurate. So again, folks, um, we've got a job to do and we need it is vitally important to get Newsmax back on direct TV. Uh, here's the number. We make it super simple for you. We've got to take a stand for free speech. President Trump says cancel direct TV, cancel your AT&T service, cancel UVerse. period. And here's what you need to know. Direct TV, they're keeping 22 liberal news channels. But they've already bounced. They've already bounced two conservative channels. There's only one left, Fox News, and they'll be coming after Fox News next. And it's really shameful that Fox is not standing up for OAN or Newsmax. But you know what? Their day's going to come. It will come. So here's what I want you to do: call Direct TV toll free eight seven 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 Newsmax. That's eight seven 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 Newsmax, and we want you to demand. Newsmax and oppose censorship. By the way, you can also go online. Newsmax has a petition. I mean, tons of people are, are filling this thing out. Iwantnewsmax.com. That's Iwantnewsmax.com. It is so vitally important that we stand with Newsmax. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show.
right, welcome back. Wow. I, folks, this story is going to blow your mind. Quinn, Quinn Gray is the head football coach at Albany State University. Is it Albany or Albany? Albany State University, an historically black college, the HBCU. They offered a, um, a scholarship. They were recruiting a four-star high school quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in America. And it turns out that the coach has had to apologize for recruiting young Marcus Stokes to the Albany State University football program. And why is that? Well, it turns out that young Marcus is white. And Albany State University is black. But that's not the only reason that the coach had to apologize. It turns out that Marcus Stokes, and you might be wondering, where have I heard that name before? I've heard that name before. It's on the the tip of my tongue. Where have I heard that name before? Well, Marcus Stokes had been offered a full-ride scholarship to play at the University of Florida, a detestable school known as the Florida Gators. As a Tennessee volunteer, I'm allowed to say that. Anyway, um, a video popped up. I believe CBS News was the first to report this. Uh, Young Mr. Stokes was singing along to a song, and this was a rap song, and a specific word, a naughty word, the naughty, naughty N-word, was uttered by the person rapping the song. Now, does a person, and I'm just... I'm just going to throw this out there. I do not know. That's why I'm ignorant of this fact. And therefore, when I'm ignorant of a fact, I will ask our esteemed audience for clarification. But does a rapper rap or does a rapper sing? I'm just asking. I don't know the answer to that. So we'll just say the rapper rapped. The rapper rapped the N-word. And Mr. Stokes, who was singing along, saying the lyrics along with the rapper. Now, it turned out that that's a big no-no. And we have tried to explain this on this radio program for years, but nobody wants to listen. We We try to tell the children of America, don't listen to the rap music. It'll send you down a bad path in life. But the children don't want to listen. So what do they do? The white children go out and buy this music. They're playing the music. They're supporting the the black rapper. And what happens? They sing along to the music, and their lives are destroyed. You say, Todd, please, enough with the hyperbole. It's Tuesday. Well, it's not hyperbole. Marcus Stokes, as a result of being recorded, singing along to that song, lost his full-ride scholarship to the University of Florida. The young man was incredibly contrite. If only every other football player and athlete was as contrite as this young fella. He said, I deeply apologize for the words and the song that I chose to say. I fully accept the consequences for my actions, and I respect the University of Florida's decision to withdraw my scholarship. You know what the University of Florida said? We don't care. You're out of here. So you have this football coach, Coach Gray from Albany State University. And Coach Gray said, wow, this is terrible. Coach Gray, who's a black man, by the way, 
he um, offered this young man a second chance. Now, how many of us would love a second chance at doing something? How many of us would love a do-over, right? So that's what Coach Gray did. I, I don't know anything about Coach Gray. Don't know anything about him. But that was a pretty noble thing he did. And then all you know what broke loose. And Coach Gray was forced to apologize. And by the way, they rescinded the offer for Marcus Stokes to play football at Albany State University. Coach Gray said, I only wanted the best for our team, athletes, and institution when I invited the student to visit ASU. As I say to our players, there is a consequence to every action. The consequences of my actions brought pain to our university. I was trying to help a student get back in competition, and in my haste, I did not consider the impact the decision would have on all of you. Frankly, it wasn't my place to use ASU as the platform for redemption in this case. I regret that I used flawed judgment. If given the opportunity, I will do better. I think they threatened the coach. Coach, if you don't get rid of this white boy, we're going to fire you. I appreciate the coach being honest that Albany State University is not a place for redemption. What a cold, cruel, heartless university. Quite frankly, if I was a black person, I wouldn't want to go there. Because you mess up one time, you're done, you're gone. But I want you to understand this. And you need to listen to me, white people of America. And you just listen, white people of America, hear me on this. You need to go through and find out what your kids are listening to. Because I'm sure none of these kids thought for a minute that they would find themselves in trouble. This is not the only kid who's gotten in trouble by going out there and purchasing this music. And I'm telling you, don't buy the music. Don't listen to the music. Don't sing along to the music. I want you to think about something, though. How many of those black football players and black quarterbacks at Albany State University probably sang along to the same lyrics that Marcus Stokes sang along to? But you know what? It's okay for them to do that. And I don't think it's okay for them to do that. I don't think it's okay for anybody to use that language at all, ever. But that's just me. And they call me a racist for that, by the way. But I think it's a horrible word. But it is interesting that there's one set of rules for one set of people and another set of rules for another set of people. This is all heading to a very bad place in American history. So I'm telling you, folks, yeah, you if you want to know if that if your playlist on your smartphone, if your playlist includes some of that music, then guess what? Guess what? Your career, your livelihood could be destroyed forever. And I don't know if this kid's ever going to be able to play football again. I hope somebody gives him a chance. He seems like a good and decent kid. We're going to take your calls on this coming up after the break. Do you think do you think the historically black school did the right thing by giving the white kid the heave ho saying you don't deserve redemption here 844-747-8868 toll free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 we got keith in north carolina connor in boston we have lines open did the school do the right thing is there is there redemption for anybody who uses that word and sings along in a song something to think about america but i'd have that talk with your kids i sure would we'll be right back
All right, Paul says, hey, Todd, the only way the football player could redeem himself is by wearing a BLM t-shirt and singing F the police over and over again. He may get a full-ride scholarship at that point. But again, it's, you know, this Marcus Stokes guy, this is just sad. I mean, it's really sad. Uh, here's a kid. He said he he admitted everything. He said, you know what? I was just driving along, singing along to the song, this rap song, and I didn't even think of and, and so the guy apologized and he said, Whatever, I accept the consequences. This this coach at a historically black college wants to give the guy a second chance, and then all you know what breaks loose, and the guy gets the heave ho. Did the did the black school do the right thing here? 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Let's go to Connor in Boston. Connor, I'm anxious to hear your take on this. Well, I think, and first of all, always a pleasure to be with you, my friend. But, you know, I think really this kid should have told this university to go pound sand. You know, it's whenever you apologize to the cancel culture mob that they try to literally crucify you for it. There's no redemption um, I would also ask, like, the university, like the university, the dean, the, uh, the chancellor, whoever it may be for this university, like, what's on your playlist? What's on your kid's playlist? Do you mind if we take, get your Spotify and see what's on there? And then if you find some of these rap songs on there, you know, why is it, good, why is it okay for you and not for the rest of us? I think it's, it, those are fair questions, and I think the key here is there is no redemption. And and that's the concerning thing here. I mean, this kid is incredibly remorseful, and it's not like he was going out there wearing a Klan robe, burning a cross, and yelling the N-word. He was singing along to a rap song. So this white kid actually spent money and gave that money to a black musical artist helping to support that black musical artist, and this is the thanks he gets. And exactly. And I think really, Todd, what needs to happen is conservatives, and really anybody for that matter who speaks in the cancel culture mob, you got to fight back. Like, I'll tell you, be up here in Boston, I, I go by Harvard all the time, blasting your show, blasting country music. I've been trying to get canceled up here for years. <laughs> they won't try. They won't even try because they know I love to jump in there and brawl them. It's like they don't, you know, I'll fight back every single time. And if they think they're going to silence me, they're going to have to carry me out of the city. Good for you. I, Connor, I, I'm just good for you. And, and that's what we have to do. It, it frustrates me when I see so many conservatives that just want to throw in the towel. But I think we do have to fight back, and and you've got to be clever about it and creative. But this clearly, to me, is just a double standard because you know there were players on that team who were black, who were playing the exact same music and singing along the same way he was doing, and they mean nothing by it, and he meant nothing by it. We have to be strong, exactly, and we have to be strong conservatives. We cannot be Mitt Romney's or Paul Ryan's. We have to be strong, man, and not to, you know, anything gets women for those folks, but we have to be strong, and we have to fight back. That's it. That's it. Connor, are you still driving the Tesla around? I am, yeah. I literally have a little speaker on the bottom, so every time I'm near Harvard, which I'm unfortunately not today, but I try to, to blast your show or blast uh, Seb Gorka's show, too. I love it. I, I'm, I, either one of us will do, do more than trigger those kids. You know, they have to go into their safe space every single time, but Harvard has plenty of them, so there's nothing to worry about. I love it. All right, Connor, appreciate the call there. Take care. See, we even we even have we have conservatives who drive Teslas. We have a great big audience here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. Let's go to North Carolina. Keith, what say you? Well, before I get into this, how's the weather there? My friends in NEA say it's getting kind of sticky. Yeah, it's a little icy out there, Keith. You got a little bit of frost on the pork butt. 
Well, the reason that I called is I'm going to lay the blame, and I'm going to put this at the very end of this very short call. I was in Kosovo a number of years ago, about 20, right after the Balkan War, the Bosnian Wars, and we were on a mission trip, and one of our guides was 18 years old, and we're walking down the hill into the town of Prizren. And all along the, along the walls, with, they, there were uh, posters glued of rap concerts that were coming. And this guy turned to us, and he innocently asked if there were very many of those, quote, can't say the word, people in L.A. Well, I busted, I, I busted out. I cracked up. The two people with me, though, they were more progressive than I was. They immediately tried to correct him. I said, oh, don't correct him. I said, he's only repeating what he's heard. That's all he knows. And in this particular instance, and I told them the same thing I'm going to say right now. If they don't want people to repeat the word, don't use the word if it's that offensive. And I personally think that the president of that college and the coach should have both came out and said exactly the same thing. If we are so offended by the use of that word, nobody should use that word, period. Because, yes, kids will repeat what they hear. And, Keith, that is at the crux of all of this. If it really is that offensive, nobody should be using it. Well, that's it. And listen, right. you guys have a great day, and I hope you stay safe. Well, appreciate that, Keith, and thank you for calling. It's a, Look, it's a fair point Keith raises. I mean, if, it, if it's that offensive, which it is, then nobody should be using the word. But uh, the fact that this university, Albany State University, they do not want to offer redemption to this young man. It, it, honestly, it speaks more to the university. What a cold, heartless, evil place that is. Speaking of cold and heartless, CNN announcing they've had the worst ratings in nine weeks. Um, CNN recorded its lowest rating since, I'm sorry, nine years, not nine weeks, nine years. Lowest rating since 2014. CNN averaged just 444,000 viewers in primetime, 93,000 in the key age group of 25 to 54. Now, that's interesting because all of their programming is geared towards that specific demographic. It averaged 417,000 viewers, 80,000 in the important demographic for the total. In other words, nobody's watching this. And yet, instead of booting CNN... DirecTV is getting rid of Newsmax. You see what's going on here, folks? Do you see? All right, we got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the show 844-747-8868 coming up andy biggs is going to drop by this can be a fun conversation let's go to georgia wdun terry wants to weigh in on that football player hey terry what's up um hi um i'm calling in regard to your topic of the day in regard to the young man that was removed because of the music um i i don't have any um questions i just want to make a statement you sure. seem to want to um deflect the um, matter and the problem to albany when florida was the one who intentionally um removed that young man so that's the person that that's the university that you need to 
hold accountable for removing that young man, not Albany State. Well, we, we did, but, but Jerry, Albany, the coach at Albany State said, you know what, this guy deserves a second chance, and I thought he was doing a decent and honorable thing by offering the kid a second chance, but then all you know what breaks loose, and the university backs away and says, yeah, we're not going to do that. This okay. is not a place for redemption. Okay, and, and it still goes back to what I said. Florida is the person, it is the university that needs to be held responsible, period. Stop trying to flick things back to black people. And second of all, is that your homeboy who sat there and just made a little blatant comment about um, how the young man over in the missions um, um, situation. My homeboy? Um, I didn't realize I had a homeboy. Yeah. What's a uh, homeboy? Yeah, whatever. And wanted to make. Um, All right, so we, let me take you. You can't yeah, say that. Yeah, you can't say that word, Terry. Look, hold on just a second, Terry. I have a question for you. That's an offensive word. Why did you just say it, Terry? That's an offensive word. Why did you just say that? What do you mean? Oh well. Why did you say that word? It derived from you all. You all. No, that's not a derivative of you all or y'all. You heard what I said. Terry, let me ask you a question. You got a problem with people using that word? Terry, did we did we have to we dumped it, but she she hung up on us. All right, that's Terry. She hung up on us. I wanted to have a conversation with her. But she th- starts throwing around nasty language, language we can't use on the radio and should we don't allow on the radio. We did dump that word, did we not, guys? All right, we good. Good. That's offensive. But you know what? Terry tries to come onto this program, and if you're going to come onto this program and talk and have a debate, you disagree with me, come on the program and and debate and disagree with me. But you don't have to come on and throw around nasty language like that. Come on, Terry. I'm sure you were raised better than that. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. All right. Unbelievable. Do we have this uh, audio from Trump? The uh, All right, so I don't know how CNN got this. Folks, they leak like a sieve up on Capitol Hill. So Trump did the private deposition, and the headline is that Trump um, used the took the fifth 400 times during his deposition. And I want you to hear this for yourself. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool, an absolute fool. One statement or answer that is ever so slightly off, just ever so slightly, by accident, by mistake, such as it was a sunny, beautiful day when actually it was slightly overcast, would be met by law enforcement under the advice of my counsel. And for all of the above reasons, I respectfully decline to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. And so Trump then went on to answer same answer to more than 400 questions that he was posed over the course of several hours during that interview. So this story just broke and you can expect headlines. Trump, Trump rejected, refused to answer questions. You know what? I would have done the exact same thing. And if you're smart, you would have two ladies and gentlemen, because Trump's right. You could say it's a beautiful day, and they could say no, it's not. And the next thing you know, they're they're knocking on your door, taking you off to jail. 
That's how devious these people are. So I say good for you, Donald Trump. You know what? I would have I would have invoked the Fifth Amendment 401 times. They would have asked my name. I would have invoked the Fifth. You got to do it because that's how devious these people are. He's dealing with the deep state, these swamp critters, evil, one and all. And I say good for you, Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, this raises his stature in my mind. The fact that he had the smarts, the street smarts, to go in there and know exactly what he was dealing with. 844-747-8868. We'll keep you updated in the next hour. Any developments on this? But again, that that bit of news just breaking. I, I got to go back to this, Terry. This lady calls in, and she drops a, a nasty word on this. Pro- we had to dump out of that. But she hung up on us. She would not be willing to have an honest conversation about why it's okay for some people to sing those words and it's not okay for other people. And she can say all she wants to about the University of Florida, and we've done that on this radio program. We rip them to shreds. But if you're Albany State University, historically black school, and you're going to do that to this young man after the coach has already extended an olive branch, I mean, what kind of a story? Just think about this for a moment. What kind of a story would that have been in the annals of sports history when you would have this this white kid, a four-star quarterback, who got dumped, rejected by the University of Florida, and a black school says, you know what? We believe in second chances. We believe in redemption, and we're going to welcome this young man to our campus and to our school. Imagine what kind of a story that would have been. But you see, the professional race agitators, they don't want that kind of stuff. They want us fighting. They want us at each other's throats. That's what they want. And I just hope this young man, who I've never met, we invited him to come on the show. We did not hear back from his people. But I hope this young man is not jaded by all of this. It would be easy to be jaded. And I hope that he understands that there is going to be an opportunity out there somewhere. But I'm telling you, folks, don't you buy that music. Don't you go see the movie. It's going to come to a point where you're going to a movie and that word is used. They'll say, hey, wait a second. We've got proof that you went to a movie and that word was used. That makes you a racist. Your career is over. I mean, these are modern day lynchings of people and it's offensive, but nobody wants to call them out. Nobody's standing alongside this kid. You know what? We're going to stand alongside the kid. And you know why? Because he apologized. He was remorseful. He repented. And I say good for that young man. Anyway, he deserves better than Albany State University. I'll tell you that much. Unbelievable. All right, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Kyle, do we have Mark from Florida? So Mark from Florida, we put the question out there because I don't know if rap music is music or rapping. I don't know. Anyway, Mark has a thought on this. Todd, rapping is not singing. It's talking. You should rap your show one day. That would be fun. But again, it's not singing. It's it's talking and babbling. Just saying. All right. Well, thank you, Mark, from Florida. Um, the staff has already said that if I, if I attempt to rap, they will walk off the show. So um, can't do that. When I was at Fox, I actually did try to rap 
the theme song to the Beverly Hillbillies, which actually I thought was pretty good. Um, but I was told by Fox, do not do that ever again. Do not. So I'm not allowed to rap. I, it may be a contractual thing. I don't know, but I just, I can't rap. But you should try rapping the, the theme song to the Beverly Hillbillies. Come and listen to my story about a ma- Okay, I can't do that. I'm sorry. The staff is getting up. And we need them. <laughs> we do. All right, uh, folks, I've got to tell you again, uh, we are very excited. This week, we have a special offer. Uh, many of you know that we are standing with Israel. We're taking a um, 100 of our listeners to the nation of Israel seven days, seven nights in the Holy Land. It is a first-class experience. Uh, you are going to see incredible Holy Land sites. You know, I'm working th- my way through The Chosen. I'm late to the game. I know, what is it, season three? So I'm working my way through. You're going to be able to see all of those sites for yourself in person. And you're also going to get an added benefit of of getting a tour, a private tour of the Knesset. We're going to be able to have meetings with Israeli government officials and really get some insight into the geopolitical um atmosphere and environment there in the Middle East. It's going to be wonderful. Now, a lot of people have said, okay, can I can just pay up front or can I pay in installments? You can pay in installments, and we actually encourage that. But if you sign up this week with an installment plan, you're also going to get an exclusive uh, meal with me in Tel Aviv, and you're also going to get an exclusive Todd Stern Show jacket. And these are one-of-a-kind jackets. You're going to love them. But you have to sign up for the payment plan this week. How do you do that? Very simple. You can go to toddsterns.com. Again, that's toddsterns.com, or you can call Dylan. He'll get your information, and we'll make sure to reach out to you immediately. Our number, again, 844-747-8868. Again, a toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. Give us a call. Uh, that This is a limited edition jacket. So they're going to go quickly, and that's why you need to give us a call or go to our website. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. Congressman Andy Biggs coming up. Also, Tim Barton from Wall Builders. We'll be talking to both of them coming up in the next hour. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Well, it's an extravaganza, but we're a little on ice today. Memphis, uh, we're, we're in the middle of an ice storm. And it's a little chilly outside. As I told someone earlier, there is frost on the pork butt. And that is never a good thing, especially here in the Mid-South. But apparently, uh, from Dallas, Texas, all the way to Timbuktu, uh, big winter storm impacting a lot of people. So you guys be safe out there, wherever you might be. I want to go ahead and uh, write down our telephone number, 844-747-8868. We'll be getting to your calls in just a little while. Right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us from Arizona, Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, how are you today? 
Great. How you doing, Todd? Doing well. And, uh, Congressman, I know that uh, things are gearing up there. Uh, hearings tomorrow underway on Capitol Hill. But the big issue is the debt ceiling. And I'm curious uh, how things are going there. What are you hearing? Well, so I'm, I'm starting to hear rumors of numbers, which is uh, these are actually fairly close, I think, to probably reality that uh, the, the Biden administration wants a clean uh, debt ceiling lift. Uh, $2.6 trillion over two years. Um, and think about that. So we're, if we are at $31.5 trillion now, um, you're going to be, uh, well over $34 trillion, um, uh, in two years. That's, that's what they want to do. And in the meantime, a lot of us are pushing for, uh, cuts, clawbacks, uh, you know, rescissions, uh, uh, how about work, some work requirements for the uh, social welfare programs, which we think would provide a, a significant reduction as well. I mean, so we're trying to get some reforms in there, and the Biden administration does not want to do it. Not only that, I mean, they're pushing back, especially on this Green New Deal, where mm. Biden was out there riding around in this massive Hummer. I guess, is that the, that's the plan, is to make all of us buy these electric cars? Well, that's just plain old nutty. I mean, uh, first of all, uh, it, now it costs more to uh, go by 100 miles in an electric vehicle than it does in gas. And that's even with gas prices inching back up. Uh, no, I mean, this is just craziness. So, yeah, they have their woke programs, and that's what we're, we're, we're trying to fight against, this consistently woke and, and, and weaponized government that you have. And that's what we're trying to, to uh, defund in this particular fight right now. So Speaker McCarthy uh, getting ready for the meeting. It looks like he's going to play hardball. Um, How are things going there? And do you think the speaker is going to be able to toe the party line? Well, I mean, he, I think the speaker knows that where some of us are trying to give him some, some uh, support there on where he can attack. Uh, And he's, I think he's committed to it, but we'll have to, we'll see how time, uh, what time says, right? But right now, uh, the administration is not inclined to do anything. Uh, they've spent, been on a spending spree since they came into office uh, under Joe Biden, and so they're not really in this uh, desire to reduce that spending, claw the money back that hasn't been spent, and, and actually make this country uh, get more fiscally balanced. You know, Con- into it. you know, Congressman, you've been one of the few people that has just been rock solid on securing the border, border security. Uh, New York City raising cane. I don't know if you saw this report, but they have all these illegals and they're staying in a luxury hotel and they're kicking these single young men out and sending them to a barrack so they can make room for illegal alien families. And now the single illegal aliens are very upset because they want the free food, free health care, haircuts, concierge service, turn down service, whatever they were getting at this hotel, courtesy of the American taxpayers. <laughs> well, Todd, you can't really blame them, can you? I mean, that's good. That's good service. I mean, but the reality is New York chose to do that. And, and all of this is a product of Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. So Alejandro Mayorkas continues to take all the money that is given to him by Congress, the Democrats in Congress, and he's not trying to shut the border. He's trying to facilitate release into the country, 
of all these people who are illegally entering the country. He's trying to, you know, he's got an app out there to use now. He's got, he's got all of these things to try and facilitate illegal aliens coming into the country. So when, when, when you, when you're asked, you want to go to a barracks or stay in a luxury hotel and, and New York says, well, we, we just wanted to treat them humanely. That wasn't treating them humanely. That was giving them an exceptional treatment better than uh, a, a regular native citizens and um, you're demanding citizens pay for it. That's the liberal mindset that says we're going to emasculate the border and we're going to incentivize people to come into the country illegally. That's New York. That's Mallorcas. That's the left. That's Democrats. That's what we face here in Washington, D.C. And it's impacting the entire country. And, and Congressman, where are we at now in the impeachment of Mayorkas? Uh, how is that progressing? Well, I'm, I'm introducing my uh, my articles uh, this week, and we're going to press forward. Um, uh, Fallon from Texas has uh, introduced some, and we're going to we're just going to work together and and uh, try to get this into the Judiciary Committee. That's where it's supposed to be. Um, we're going to try to get this inquiry. So we can do due process, the due diligence that's required uh, in, a, in a normal impeachment series. And, and my, my fond hope uh, is that uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas either sees the writing on the wall and resigns or that we impeach him in the House. Love it. All right. Well, uh, Congressman, we appreciate the quick update uh, today. Uh, thank you for the great work you're doing on securing our border. And again, I think this is the number one issue facing our country, the sovereignty of our nation. Absolutely. Look, if, if you truly, if you don't have geographic integrity, which we don't now, it's controlled by the cartels, then you really don't have a, a nation. You, you, you are, you are um, it's, it's considered to be one of the key points of devolving as a nation. And that's where we are. We are devolving as a nation with the woke uh, weaponization of the federal government and then that the geographic integrity being uh, shattered at the southern border. All right, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Congressman Andy Biggs. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Todd. Good man right there, fighting the good fight. I want to share some information. Um, you know what? This is uh, this is specifically for our Tennessee listeners. I uh, just got a message from a group called Tennessee Stands. So all, of, but you know what? This is for everybody. I don't care where you are in America. This this is for you. Um, the Tennessee Stance is now reporting, and I'm just going to read this. Sitting here today in the House committee meeting, where House Bill Nine is being discussed. Now, this is the bill that would protect children across Tennessee from being exposed to drag and sexualized performances. Two Republicans are arguing against the bill. Tennessee Stands is reporting that Republicans John Gillespie of the Memphis area and Scotty Campbell are arguing against the bill. Tennessee Stands goes on to report, while I'm sitting here listening to progressive crazies talk about how this is an attack on their sexuality, these two Republicans are in agreement. State Representative Campbell, in giving an example as a promoter himself, argued the bill might keep children from attending a bras and panties wrestling match. What? Are kids really going to a bra and panty wrestling matches in the state of Tennessee? What in the name of Dolly Parton is going on? 
In other words, this Republican, I'm continuing to read now, in other words, this Republican is advocating that it would be appropriate for minors to be allowed to attend a bras and panties wrestling match. Sweet Lord, what in the name of many pearls going on here? Almost every time I'm at the Capitol, I leave scratching my head. I hope voters in these districts see this post, and I hope you remember in 2024 come Election Day, these men hate your children. Now, we have an email address, and I want you to reach out to this uh, state representative, Mr. Gillespie, and you need to let him know that you don't appreciate Republicans embracing Democrat talking points. This is uh, the number for Representative John Gillespie, 615-741-8201. That is 615-741-8201. He's a Republican, by the way. And I'm arguing in support of protecting drag queen shows for children in the volunteer state. Do you think that's – I mean, it looks to me like this is pretty reasonable legislation – And it seems to be common sense. You would think that you would not have to put this into some sort of law. But clearly, people don't have the sense God gave a goose in this state. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. Let's go to the phones real quick. Lisa from Texas wants to weigh in on Newsmax. Hey, Lisa, what's on your mind? Hi. um, Thanks for taking my call, first of all. Um, I really appreciate your newsletter. I've been reading it for a long time, thank and you. I love your radio show. So thank you so much for that. I listen to um, and read and watch a lot of conservative media, including Newsmax, and appreciate the conservative um, mindset they, they carry in their forum. The frustrating thing that I see is the lack of cooperation between conservative news, news um, forums that is to their detriment, in my opinion. Um, for instance, Alex Jones of InfoWars has been censored early on and had very little support and advertisement from other media forums. And he, he, he used to say, you know, this is going to happen to others if we don't stop it now. And you can see this trickle-down effect happening to other news forums. I think and agree very much with um, what Newsmax said about putting our money where our heart is. But I also think that we need to unite more in the conservative um, group out there together rather than competing with each other we need to compete with the liberals and the crazies out there not with other um conservative forums we don't have to agree with what each other says but we have to appreciate that we all deserve our freedoms and work with each other and that's just my two cents today (laughs) no lisa this this is an interesting thing you bring up here and and i i've heard others raise these issues about uniting together and and we've been always happy to do that on this program and one of the reasons why and again uh, the purpose of what we do is to make money. Uh, that's the purpose of what all the people do in the conservative media world. They have to they have to turn a profit. But unfortunately, some of these guys have made that the main thing, as opposed to getting out the message and standing up for the Constitution. They've decided that branding, that money, advertising is much more important. And as a result of that, they are, I mean, it really is balkanized. There is no unity within the conservative media world. And I think you saw that. I don't know if you were following the dust up between the Daily Wire and Stephen Crowder. Uh, that, that's, a, that's an example of it. And it's mind boggling. You know, we, if you listen to this program, you, we have a lot of the conservative folks coming on promoting their books. And we're happy to do that. 
But Lisa, I can, it, it would blow your mind if I named the, the main host who, when we have a book coming out, when I have a book coming out, they will not return the favor. And that's just, it's unfortunate, but that's the way some people operate. We, we choose not to do that on this program, but you know, it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs right now in conservative media. It is. And I understand everyone needs money, but I don't think everyone understands that if they work together, more money would flow because the frustrations people will see will often silence their pocketbooks as well. I think, look, I think that's a fair statement. If they felt, if they felt that the, the, the motivation, the true motivation behind behind these forums was to get truth out and to get rid of censorship and to work in the direction of liberty on all ends and get rid of the crazy, we would all be more supportive of all of you. So I, I, that's, that's just my thought. Lisa, you're preaching to the choir here, but maybe the other side is hearing this, and they should hear it. I mean, there are really good and decent people. Lars Larson has a, as another national host. Um, we we do a lot of stuff together. There are some of us out there, but by and large, the big dogs they don't want to have anything to do with anybody, um, anybody else. That that's just the way it it goes, and it's unfortunate. But you know, we'll see what we can do. Lisa, I want you to give us a call back one of these days. All right. Thank you so much for all you do, Todd. Well, you're kind to say it. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate that. By the way, speaking of barbecue, uh, if you're ever uh, if you're ever in Memphis, we actually have a great Texas barbecue joint here. It's called Baines. Best brisket I've had, even in the hill country. I'm telling you. All right, look, we've got to take a break here. And again, I want you to reach out and call this Republican state representative. And we've got to we've got to take a stand here. We've got to take a stand. Are you people listening to us on KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee? You need to be calling State Representative John Gillespie and tell him to stand with moms and dads and not the groomers. The number six one five seven four one eighty two zero one, and then you call us, and we want you, we want to hear what he says. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight, and we want to hear from you folks, not just in Memphis but across the nation. Do you support Republicans? who are defending these drag queen shows for children. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I got to play this audio. This is crazy. So we mentioned this during the interview with Congressman Andy Biggs about New York City. And they're housing these illegals in a luxury hotel. And the illegals are refusing to leave because they want free meals and and they want the concierge service. They want the turndown service that's being paid for by your tax dollars. Cut number 11. We begin with that standoff in Hell's Kitchen over the city's effort to relocate asylum seekers who are being housed in a hotel there. They are refusing to go to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal, saying the temporary facility is inhumane and lacks basic necessities like heat. The mayor and other city officials insist that is not true. Eyewitness News reporter Janice Yu live outside the Watson Hotel on 57th Street, where migrants have been sleeping on the sidewalk. Good morning, Janice. 
Good morning, Charlene. Yeah, the migrants took down those tents that they were in yesterday, but everything else remains the same. They are still here on the sidewalk outside of the Watson Hotel. Take a look here behind me. I'm going to try to step out of the way. Uh, you can see the migrants um, kind of under covers and all their things and other belongings right outside of the hotel. This area has been barricaded by police. Uh, and police are here just kind of keeping an eye on things. The city, of course, is trying to make room for families at the Watson Hotel by moving single men to Brooklyn. But migrants and advocates say the conditions at the emergency shelters at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal are subpar. They say the thousand bed facility is cold, doesn't have enough bathrooms and food availability is limited to certain hours. And they say it's a much different experience than the one here in the Hell's Kitchen Hotel. Workers here tell us the migrants get free food, free haircuts, and free laundry service as well at this hotel. We do not want to go to Brooklyn Terminal. I was there yesterday. There was no heat. It's cold. I just had to come here when I started hearing all the rumors about it was too cold. Uh, <laughs> my brother got on shorts. He's inside. It's warm inside. Uh, about uh, the food not being there. Uh, you know, healthy food is presence. The mayor's office is attempting to quell the concerns, releasing a video of Adams walking through the shelter. Now, the city says the facility has hot showers, nutritious meals served three times a day, and free transportation by MTA buses as well as ferries. Now, as for what's next, that's not clear. It's really just a waiting game now that the tents have been taken down. Uh, you know, sleeping on the street isn't necessarily something that's illegal. So at this point, it's really just a wait. And, and I want to say this, and it's not just Tennessee, um, but it's really anywhere in America. When you have Republicans going rogue, rogue and signing, siding with the drag queens and the children, uh, got a problem with that. And we will be happy to call those individuals out on this program, which is uh, the information we just received from Tennessee stands. I want to go to the phones real quick here. Kristen is listening to us on KWAM in Germantown, Tennessee. Uh, Kristen, I want to get your reaction to the, the news that just dropped. Wow. I am shocked, right? I am shocked that we have conservative representatives in the state of Tennessee. This is not California. This is the state of Tennessee on the floor right now arguing for children to be able to attend drag queen shows. That is absolutely shocking. And it's my understanding that the bill is really a no-brainer that it labels drag shows as an adult show, which is already in Tennessee law. Minors are not allowed into strip clubs, and they should not be allowed into drag shows. Right. So what's, what's going on here, right, Todd? What is the big push? Why the big push to expose our children to drag queens? Why the big push to expose our children to sexual acts on stage? What is going on? Those are these questions that these parents need to ask when things like this come up and we have representatives like John Gillespie and Scotty Campbell up at the house arguing that our children have the right to be exposed to this and that parents do not have the right to say no. 
I'm I'm with you there, Kristen, and we're going to pay very close attention to this story. And and uh, folks, you need to be lighting up the phones at the state capitol and encourage your state representatives to do the right thing here. Kristen, thank you for the call. Appreciate the great work you guys are doing there in the Germantown area. Thank you so much for giving us a voice. Absolutely. All right, 844-747-8868. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line real quick. Honored to have with us Tim Barton, who is president of Wall Builders. And Tim, uh, Black History Month starts tomorrow. And I'm very excited because you guys are putting together some incredible resources about the about the work of black Americans that has really gone unreported in history. Many genuine American heroes that largely are just left out of the history books. And certainly with millions and millions of Americans, there's so many great stories we could highlight. But we thought for, for Black History Month, let's just take, we there's 20 Monday through Friday days of the week uh, in February. So we said, let's pick 20 black history heroes that, we can just tell the honest story. One of the ironies of like the 1619 Project when they say they, they want to retell the stories of black heroes or of African-American heroes or just the story of African-American and black people in America is that they, they seem to leave out some of the most incredible heroes. And it could be because under Marxist ideology, uh, they only believe that there's oppressors and the oppressed. And therefore, that the narrative they want to tell of, of black Americans is, is how they've all been oppressed. When the reality is some of the greatest American heroes are black heroes of American history. And so we, we just took a page and a half to tell some of the story. Uh, we footnoted it like we do with pretty much all of our writing at Wall Builders. And so if people want to know more, they can, can certainly dive in and, and try to find out more about these individuals. But it's, it's high time we start to relearn and, and once again, celebrate some of these incredible black American heroes. And, and, and some of them who happen to be conservative and happen to be Republican, even back many, many years ago, um, these people are, comp- are completely ignored. These heroes are ignored by modern-day activists. And I think that's, that's disappointing, but I'm excited that you guys are out there and, and you're bringing, bringing these folks to, um, to, to highlight their, their actions. Well, it's very sad and disappointing that uh, so many of these individuals have been overlooked for so long. And, and why it's also really sad is because these are very knowable people in the sense of if you do a basic Internet search for some of these people, whether it be a, a James Armistead Lafayette or a Bass Reeves or a Hybron Robes Rebel or a Robert Smalls, a Phyllis Wheatley. I mean, we can go through a list of names of very famous Americans, it's easy to know their story, and yet we just don't tell the stories anymore. And, and you could ask the question, it might be important, why aren't we telling their stories? Why why don't we want to highlight them? And it could be because they don't fit the modern narrative, and therefore that's why the left and modern academia doesn't want to highlight them, but they should be highlighted. These are stories that we should remember and celebrate together. I mean, you know, the British, they have James Bond, all right? But but our first our first double spy here in America was was a guy you just mentioned, James Armistead Lafayette. Yes. Genuinely one of my favorite heroes from the American Revolution. If I look at the Revolution, George Washington, you know, certainly he's my number one. I'm going to argue James Armistead Lafayette, he, he's for sure in the top five, probably my top three, might even be right behind George Washington. The guy was an incredible hero after the fall of Richmond in 1781. He wants to go fight for the American military. Uh, he gets recruited to be a spy serving under the Marquis de Lafayette. And he, he's sent into a British camp to gather intelligence. And he's the one 
that starts getting word back to Lafayette, who gets word to Washington of the British movements, the British recognize there's no way the Americans should be able to, to track the movements unless there's a spy in the camp. Well, Cornwallis didn't know who the spy was, and, and, and he thought the only way we can really compete with a, a, a spy in, in our camp, we need to send a spy to the American camp. So he recruits someone that he has grown to really love and trust, James Armistead Lafayette, the actual American spy, gets recruited by the head of the British forces to go be a spy for the British. So he's pretending to spy for the British the whole time. He's actually a spy for the Americans. It's, I mean, it's, it's this amazing story. Well, he's also the guy who found out that Cornwallis was going to Yorktown. He got word. James got word to the Marquis de Lafayette. Lafayette gets word to Washington. Washington shows up at Yorktown, surrounds Cornwallis with the surrender of Cornwallis. This is what ended the American Revolution, and it was because of the intelligence work of the first devil spy in American history, James Armistead Lafayette. This guy should be celebrated. There should be movies about him. You're right, and and I haven't seen a movie about this guy. It would be a great story. Um, Also, the story of Blanche Kelso Bruce, who was the first black American to serve a full term in the U.S. Senate, and this this happened uh, back in the uh, in the 1800s, the 19th century. And what I find interesting, Tim, and I will let you um, broach this issue. He was not a Democrat, (laughs) right? Yeah, if you if you go back in history, right, remember. The Republican Party, founded in 1856, it was the party of equality, trying to give voice to black Americans. And so when when you go through the Civil War and then you have the 13th Amendment passed, you had so many of these black Americans who had been enslaved in the South, who are now finding freedom, who have the opportunity to vote. And in so many of these places in the South, they have the majority of the population. So they begin electing some of these really incredible leaders from some of these southern states, which is where he was elected from, and... He, of course, was elected as a Republican and was the first Republican to serve a full term because there was a Republican before him to serve two years. But then when the election came, he gets to serve all six years. These are guys, their stories are quite significant of what they went through, but then even what they achieved after all that they overcame. And these are things that, as I mentioned, we we took about a page and a half just to write a very short kind of story. It's not even quite a biography. It's just to introduce you to their story and maybe why this person is a hero and should be celebrated, why they certainly should be remembered. Uh, and then, of course, we have footnotes at the end. If you want to know more, you can kind of go quick on some of those links and resources. But but these are things that if we begin to learn the history, this would be a great inoculation to some of the nonsense from the 1619 Project or the evil critical race theory being promoted and taught in so many schools today. And, and again, these resources are available for you, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, teachers, at wallbuilders.com. That's wallbuilders.com. Uh, this is it's what I love uh, most about Senator Bruce, uh, again, a black Republican, the first black American to serve a full term in the U.S. Senate. He was, quote, and I'm reading here from this, Tim, he was effective in each job he filled and had a reputation for strict financial integrity. Lord knows we need some more Republicans like that in Washington these days. There's no doubt. And because of that, he actually was appointed, uh, which we have some currency from the 1800s where it actually has his name on the currency because uh, he was uh, put on uh, the Treasury where he gets to he was the registrar of the U.S. Treasury Department where he gets to oversee how a lot of the money process was done. But 
I mean, really, he, he was politically involved for, for a couple of decades. Very significant. But to your point, yeah, we with all the spending happening in Washington now, it'd be super helpful if we had some Republicans saying, hey, let, let's let's make sure we're accountable for all the money we're printing right now. I'm not sure why this movie, we got to wrap this up, but I, you've got to tell this story. And I'm not sure why I was channel surfing on the Netflix and ran across the story of um, Preston. Is it Preston Tucker? I, he, he was a, um, he built his own cars. And uh, he went up against the big dogs, and and of course it would, did not turn out as well as they had hoped. But there was actually um, a a black family that made automobiles, the, the America's first black family that actually made automobiles. Uh, talking about Charles Richard Patterson. Yes, the Patterson uh, automobile, and, and yeah, real quickly. Uh, so. Um, they, they made carriages and, and actually their story is, is also fascinating and you can read a lot more about this, but they, they get into automobile game. They wanted to make it cheap and affordable, but high quality. And it was when the model T comes along because it was mass produced, uh, there, there's just so many more on the market. Patterson wasn't able to keep up with it, but then they say, Hey, we know how to make engines. We know how to build it because they've done carriages for years. They said, we we'll just make, uh, kind of the bodies for some of the trucks and the buses. And they did that and, and very financially successful. Uh, they were one of the businesses that, that closed in the great depression because of uh, the economic downturn and all of the problems that happened. But literally one of the very first automobiles in America was from the very first black automotive maker and producer. Uh, and, and their story is phenomenal. So they're again, one of the other heroes that we highlight for their accomplishments and what they did to produce in America. And and to your point, Tim, these are black Americans that children should learn about and should know about. And they're only going to learn about them if they go to your website and check out the materials you have at wallbuilders.com. Yes, and this series is the American Hero Series. And, and hopefully we're going to come out with several collections. And this is the very first installation of the Black Heroes and the American Hero Series collection. Uh, and these are people, again, these are very well-documented stories. They're just not talked about. These these are heroes that should be celebrated. They're just not known today. So we want to reintroduce America into some great American heroes. I love this. What a great idea. And, and Tim, thank you for putting this together. Um, it is a much-needed resource. And, again, folks, wallbuilders.com. Can't say enough great stuff about the uh, the work that Wall Builders is doing. Tim, we got to leave it there. Uh, again, congratulations, and this is a great project. Thanks so much, Todd. We appreciate it. All right. Tim Barton, president of Wall Builders, wallbuilders.com. Fascinating stories. I was reading through um, much of that material last night, and you just don't hear about these. And and you wonder why. And, and Tim actually nailed it. It doesn't fit the narrative. All right. Got to take a break now. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. So, you know, I'm actually working, and we're putting together a children's book series, and we're going to highlight some some conservative heroes that boys and girls need to learn about and we're working on that project hopefully be out next year and um one of the things that i did as our our research i went to our local bookstore and there were hardly any any books about 
Condoleezza Rice, Clarence Thomas, Dr. Ben Carson. But you want AOC or Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Oh, all over the place. So there really is a void when it comes to that stuff. I'm so glad Wall Builders is doing that. All right, I want to go back to the phones here. A lot of folks in the Memphis area very concerned about this report coming out from Tennessee Stands. Tennessee Stands is reporting that two Republicans are defending drag queens being able to cavort about with children. Uh, let's go to the phones. Memphis, Tennessee. Thomas listening to us on KWAM. Thomas, uh, what's your reaction here? Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me on. I just, I mean, I've met John Gillespie. He's, he seems like a good man, and I feel like he's getting caught up in something that that uh, maybe he does or does not believe. We're not really sure yet. But that's the thing, though, is that sitting there quietly, you know, Letting these things being said without saying anything clearly can turn into this sort of thing, and that's why people like him need to stand up and talk. But I wanted to to sort of take a moment because I was listening to some other conservative folks talk about how you know we in a red state we tend to take for granted that our state is going to protect us just because we're Republicans, we're a red state, we're a supermajority, and yet things like this happen. But that takes a moment where we should be focusing on our supermajority, on our Republican Party and wonder, are they really taking care of us? And, you know, John Gillespie sitting there quietly, not able to say anything, is worried about whether or not he says something out of line, and the supermajority just kicks you out. And the, the thing that comes to mind is Brian Kelsey. Brian Kelsey, uh, he got caught up in some stuff, and unfortunately, you know, may or may not be guilty, not guilty. We're not sure yet with his stuff, but he got kicked out of the party without thought. And... The party did not defend him. I'm sure John Gillespie sitting up there thinking, if I antagonize the LGBTQ community, am I going to get kicked out? That's that's something that happens with the with the the state GOP, the supermajority. <clears throat> well, so, but again, I think even the log cabin Republicans have been very vocal in their opposition to these um, these drag queen story times and the drag queen celebrations. So I, I don't even see this as an LGBT issue uh, here. Agree. I agree. But that's the, the sad part about a supermajority is that we have to sit here and think, am I going to upset people and get kicked out? But really, he should just be following his principles, following his beliefs. That's what we elected him to do. And that clearly says this is not OK. But I, 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 I'm upset by the fact that these politicians have to make this calculation. They have to think like, well, you know, what if I say this? What if I do that? And it shouldn't be that way. It should just be, we elected you to do this, do that, please. You know, because I like John. He's a nice guy. But at the same time, he sat there quietly and didn't say anything. And that was his moment. Not to speak is to speak. There you go. And and again, we you're right, Tennessee, supermajority of Republicans. We ought to be advancing a conservative agenda, and there should be no controversy over stuff like this. But to your point, Thomas, uh, that was a big problem over in Mississippi, where the establishment Republicans in Mississippi, they shut down the Freedom Caucus, and they declared war on conservatives within their own party. And and that's something that's happening you know, not just at the state level, local level, but also at the national level. And I you know, I don't like to call it a civil war, but that's what it sure looks like. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Todd. All right, Thomas, appreciate the call. Uh, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on this. But again, you were, and, and it's a great point that Thomas brings up, just because 
you have a majority of Republicans doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do the right thing. So that means you got to call. It doesn't, you don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be nasty about it. But just call and remind them, hey, we elected you because you said you were going to do X, Y, and Z. And that's all it takes. And if they don't, if they don't get in line, then you can have your say at the ballot box. But there's no reason to get nasty about it. All right, we got to get out of here. I got to go sip some apple brandy. This cold is killing me, America. Folks, you get out there. Be safe if you're driving in the South today. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.